You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min Football. We are live and on this episode, we're going to be discussing the news that Albert Sambi Lakonga is Aguna. It's done. He signed on the dotted line. The announcement's been made by the club. We've got all the pictures. We've got a first interview. We've got it all. Albert Sambi Lakonga is a gunner. And it's a sign-in that I'm really, really positive about. I've got to say, we've been talking about sort of Mikel Arteta trying to build something here at Arsenal, looking for a certain type of player in terms of their age, their profile, the, the ceiling, how far they can develop. And Albert Sambi Lakonga feels to me like somebody who fits perfectly within what it is that Mikel Arteta is trying to do. Now, there will be people out there that don't agree with what Mikel Arteta is trying to do, and, and that's fine. And there'll be people out there that off the back of what Mikel Arteta has done so far as Arsenal manager, don't think that they've seen enough to, to kind of get behind him and don't believe that the club should be throwing the kind of money at the transfer window that they seemingly are because of, from fear, I guess, of, of Mikel Arteta blowing it and wasting it and signing dud players. I would say, though, with it, with his recruitment, apart from one or two, Mikel Arteta has been pretty spot on in that department so far. And uh, not just that, you know, he's he's developed a few young players and taken their games or helped to take their games to a next level. Uh, the likes of uh, Bukayo Saka, you could argue, was already kind of on the cusp of that, but I think he's certainly helped Emil Smith-Rowe come through. I think that you know, Kieran Tierney is a is a player that is clearly benefiting from Mikel Arteta's coaching and the responsibility he's been given. He talks glowingly about Mikel Arteta. So there is a core there at Arsenal that Mikel Arteta is building. The big question is, will the fans and will the club give him enough time to see this project through? And I understand all the negativity towards it to a degree. I understand all the frustration that kind of is hanging over from last season. But what I always say is the great thing about football is there's always next season. And this is that next season. And so let's try and be positive. Let's look forward to it. Let's get behind the team. And if we don't see any improvement, then we can get the daggers out. Then we can start shouting and screaming for the rooftops about Mikel Arteta and whether or not he's the right man. But for now, let's look at what he's doing. Let's take a step back and and look at it from a more kind of rounded perspective. And the reality is that Arsenal are building a team for the future. That is clear. Now, from an Arsenal fan perspective, we don't want that future to be too far down the line. That's why, though, I believe Arsenal are signing 22, 23-year-olds as opposed to 18, 19-year-olds. Because it is building for the future and with a view to the future, but it's picking players in a point in their careers where they should now be able to step up and go to that next level. We know that Arsenal don't have hundreds and hundreds of millions to spend. We're not in the market for people like Erling Haaland for £150 million. We can't sign the likes of Jadon Sancho for £70, £80 million, especially not now after everything that's gone on in the last year or so. So we're in a place where we've got to be smart, clever, and uh, we've got to think outside the box in terms of our recruitment. And based on what we're 
what we've done so far and what it is that we expect Arsenal to do in this window. I think you can say things are looking uh, quite encouraging my opinion anyway people would disagree but that's fine uh let's say a few hellos to those of you in the live chat to josh to yusuf to vishal to pap to avehu to assassin to taib to Said, to steven to johnny kryptonite uh to michane uh big thank you to Said abdullah for your very very kind super chat donation to kick off the show thank you so much mate really really appreciate it big hello to uh to ted to roy uh lots of you positive about the Lakonga uh, signing and, and what it means and, and the kind of player that he could potentially develop into. And he's a player with a really, really big reputation. Obviously, made his breakthrough at Anderlecht, has been given the captain's armband at times by Anderlecht as well. So he's obviously very mature, obviously someone that can be trusted and relied upon. Uh, Vincent Company obviously uh, knows Mikel Arteta really, really well, and he's spoken glowingly about this young lad and what he's capable of. I spoke about him a few weeks back when the first links were coming out as a player who I'm not saying is going to be the next Patrick Vieira, put the brakes on, that's not what I'm saying, but reminds me a little bit of him in terms of some of his mannerisms and the way he carries the ball. It's those big, long strides that don't look particularly quickly, but when you see them get into that full flow and make those strides, they almost eat up the ground in front of them. Um, He is a lot more uh, sort of technical. I think he's very uh, elegant on the ball, uh, a bit like Patrick Vieira was in in tight spaces, etc., etc. So, yeah, really, really positive about this signing. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, let's go over to Arsenal.com and take a look at the club's announcement post, uh, which came out. And there's an interview with Albert Lokonga as well, which I don't want to spoil for you, uh, but it is available on the club's website if you want to check that out. And it is a good watch. Uh, so make sure you do check it out. Uh, so Arsenal announced the signing of Albert Sambi Lokonga, who's joined us from Anderlecht on a long-term contract. The 21-year-old midfielder came through the Belgian club's youth system after joining in 2014 as a 15-year-old and signing his first professional contract in November 2017. Made his first team debut for Anderlecht in 2017 and has been a regular in their side over the past two seasons, making a total of 78 appearances. A Belgium under-21 international, Albert was called up at senior level in March 2021 when he was an unused substitute against Greece. A game that Greece won, by the way, a uh, rare occasion there. Uh, technical director Edu said, we are delighted Albert has signed with us. There was a lot of interest in him and he was a big target for us. Albert is a player we've been tracking for some time and he will bring us strength and depth in the centre of midfield. We look forward to his continued development with us. Mikel Arteta said Albert is a very intelligent player who has shown great maturity in his performances during his development. He's been coached well by Vincent Company and his team at Anderlecht. I know Vincent very well and he talks so highly about Albert and the positive impact he had for Anderlecht in recent seasons. We're confident Albert's ready for the next stage in his development and we're looking forward to welcoming a new member to our squad with his quality and presence. Now, it then goes on to say that the midfielder will join up with his new teammates in the coming days after completing the current isolation regulations for international arrivals in the UK. Despite reports previously that he was going to be given the number 48 shirt, Albert will wear the number 23 shirt and have Sambi on his back. Now, of course, he prefers to be called Sambi Lokonga, so that's what we'll refer to him as moving forward, but his full name is Albert Sambi Lokonga. 
so yeah, look, brilliant. I'm I'm delighted that he's on board. I'm delighted that he's a part of the squad. I think there's been a lot of suggestion, hasn't there, from some quarters in recent weeks that he may be sent out on loan straight away. I don't think that's going to be the case. Judging by what Mikel Arteta said, uh, saying there, and maybe I'm reading into his comments a little bit too much, but it feels like when he says, and I'll, I'll pick out the, the bit specifically where he says, we're looking forward to welcoming a new member to our squad with his quality and presence. I think that is very much an indication that Mikel Arteta um, is uh, is planning to keep hold of, of Lokonga and he will be uh, part of the first team squad for the upcoming season. So yeah, uh, good signing if you ask me. And Look, I think we can all probably agree that while it is a good signing, while it is one uh, very much with a view to the future, it's not one of those where you sign, as I said earlier on, an 18-year-old and you know that he might be the future, but he might be the future four or five years down the line. This is a player who I think is just on the cusp of becoming um, somebody that is going to be at a really, really high level. And by signing him at this point in his career, obviously it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. And you're able to do that deal maybe ahead of time, maybe ahead of some of the others who, who perhaps weren't following him and his progress as closely. So I feel like it's one where Arsenal are getting ahead of the curve. And I like to see that, you know, I've said it already. The, the reality around Arsenal is that we can't compete with the clubs who are funded and bankrolled by sugar daddies. And so this is the way we've got to recruit. And if you do it well, um, you know, you can see yourself and find yourself really closing the gap on the teams uh, above you and in and around you. Now, I'm not, you know, for a second saying that this is the way that, you know, the preferred way, you know, yes, it's nice to see young players coming through. And I'm not saying that every single one of these prospects that Arsenal sign uh, is going to be a hit or is going to ever get to the level that we want them to. But when you're making what I class as low risk, but potentially high reward investments, even if you get half of them right, even if half of them turn out to be what you thought they were going to be and achieve the potential and reach the heights that you foresaw, then you've done some good business. And if you think back to the Arsene Wenger days, I always refer back to this because, you know, Arsene Wenger, one of his biggest talents at the beginning of his Arsenal tenure was picking out gems from abroad, bringing them to the club for relatively low fees in comparison to what else was going on in the market, developing them, getting them up to a certain level, seeing them then sort of elevate up on, onto the kind of world-class level and then performing brilliantly for the club before then being sold on, in most cases, uh, for, for sort of decent amounts of money. But there was a lot of players that that didn't work out for. There were a lot of players that came in. I can think of a few off the top of my head. You know, Francis Jeffers is, is one in particular that always springs to mind when we talk about sort of flops. You know, there was people like Cabadiawara, Christopher Ray, who came in and did okay at certain points, but never really went on to that next level that maybe Arsene Wenger hoped when he signed them, when he, when he sort of identified them. But as I say, there will be some like that. There will be some that don't make it. But I've got a really good feeling about Sambi Lakonga because for me, he has all the ingredients to go on and be a top, top player. Just listening to him in his interview uh, that he gave to Arsenal.com, which you can now find on the website, by the way, I thought he sounded incredibly mature, uh, like a young lad with his head screwed on who's genuinely delighted to be here. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he can do. So it's another signing in the bag. Nuno Tavares, official. And then... 
now Albert Sambi Lakonga is official. So we've addressed a couple of positions there. I still think we need more work in the midfield, though. I still think that it would be dangerous, uh, especially given that Granite Xhaka is likely to depart the club. I still think it would be dangerous to put all your eggs in Sambi Lakonga's basket to rely on him too heavily going into what is going to be a vital season for Mikel Arteta. I think a more experienced campaigner in midfield. And when I say more experienced, I don't necessarily mean someone 28, 29, 30, 31. I mean someone who, you know, maybe a bit like Ruben Neves, who is 23 years old, but has played 23, 24, whatever he is, but has played in the top uh, level league like the Premier League for a number of seasons knows what it entails. For me, he is someone that um, that I would like to see join the club. I really would because you know you you you've got to find the balance between kind of developing this young team and this core group of young players and really shaping your team and your future around them, but also not burdening them too much because as we've seen for many players in years gone by, you do sometimes handicap those players by putting too much pressure on them too early. And Lokonga is, is is one of those for me. He's a bit like, when I think of the signing, I think of him as being someone like Matteo Genduzzi when he first arrived. I think that you can probably just tell from his, um, from his uh, interview that he's probably a lot more mature uh, than Matteo Genduzzi. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but it's not difficult to be more mature than him, is it? But the point is here that he's, when I say he's a Guendouzi type signing, it's the type of signing where, yes, the overriding kind of feeling is that this is one for one, two years down the line. But there's no reason why, if he doesn't perform, if he doesn't train well, that he can't be thrown into the team from now. It's not a total prospect signing. It is kind of one which is a bit of a halfway house. There isn't that much pressure on him to deliver right now. But equally, he could easily be, uh, you know, a, a very valuable member of the squad next season. So I think this is a really, really interesting signing and I'm delighted by it. Uh, and fingers crossed we get to see plenty of him next season and he can help uh, restore Arsenal back to the UEFA Champions League. That's the goal. That's the aim. I still think maybe that's a little bit out of our reach based on the business we've done so far, perhaps my view and prediction will, will change depending on how we end up with the window. But yeah, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, right. Let's go over to the live chat. Get some of your questions in the chat box. Let's pick some of them out. I want to wish uh, a happy Eid uh, to those of you who are celebrating. Omar, uh, giving a shout out to those uh, watching. Um, yeah. Happy Eid. If I, I, I genuinely didn't know it was Eid, so I do apologize. Um, but yeah, hope uh, if you are celebrating, that you uh, you are enjoying it. And um, yeah, I guess if you're in the UK here, you've got the sunshine to celebrate with. Uh, big hello to Jamal Abdul, who says, hello, Harry, new subscriber here. Welcome, my friend, uh, to the Chronicles of Aguna family. Really, really appreciate uh, you subscribing to the channel. If you haven't done so already and you are new, uh, and I can still see that there are about 40% of you watching our videos at the moment that are not subscribed to the channel. So what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And please do hit that like button too. Let's check out where we are uh, in terms of our likes right now, because we're going to set a target because that seems to be uh, the best way to get them on the board. Uh, we've got 52 likes at the moment, but there's over 250 of you watching us live. So if we could uh, 
help get that up to at least 100, I'd be very, very grateful. Let's go back over to the questions. Uh, Paddy Quinn says, any news on Nevesh Harry? Uh, none at the moment. The last thing I heard was that Arsenal would open talks with Wolverhampton Wanderers and that they'd been uh, made aware that it was going to take around about £35 million to prize Ruben Nevesh away from Wolverhampton Wanderers. So no movement on that one as of yet. Uh, the kind of talk and, and rumours around Hussein Mawar have really intensified over the last few days. I wonder if that's a bit of a smokescreen or I wonder if there is uh, a gen genuine interest in him and if Arsenal are leaning towards that direction. Of course, the Locatelli stuff is still uh, sort of burning on in the background. Is he going to join Juventus? If not, are Arsenal going to be able to steam in and take him at the very last minute? Who knows? Uh, but lots of kind of things cooking uh, with regards to the midfield area. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Vishal on the signing of uh, Albert Lekonga says, good signing. He mentioned that he's most comfortable as a number six, so he can cover for Partey during the AFCON, but this only reinforces the need to sign a number eight in this window. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we still do need uh, another player for sure. Um, what else have we got here? Josh Hunter says, what back three will Arteta go with if need be? I don't think the back three is going to be his go-to formation. That's just my guess at the moment, uh, my prediction. I think that the back three will be something that he will use uh, from time to time. I think it will be something that he uses... Um, you know, when Arsenal come up against certain opposition, maybe against some of the stronger opposition in the league who play in that way, I think he'll try and mirror that. I think some of the really successful defensive performances we've seen from Mikel Arteta's side since he's come into the club, most notably the FA Cup semi-final and final wins against uh, Manchester City and Chelsea, he did go that way, didn't he? So I don't think it's something that Mikel Arteta will rule out, but I don't think it will be the go-to in which case, if it is something that he's going to use from time to time, I wouldn't be surprised if once Ben White arrives, that back three is Ben White on the right, Gabriel in the middle of it with Kieran Tierney tucked in as the left centre-back and Albert, Le uh, Albert Leconga, Nuno Tavares as the left wing-back. I think that could be an option for Arsenal. I really, really do. You know, there'd be an argument that says maybe Pablo Marie should come in there or maybe Rob Holding. But I think that that's the way Mikel Arteta would go. I think he'd He'd rather tuck Kieran Tierney in there. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen him do that role brilliantly for Scotland. So I think that's a real possibility. Uh, moving on in the questions, uh, Saeed Abdullah says, what do you think of the Max Aaron rumours? Max Aaron's rumours, of course, Arsenal being linked with a move for Max Aaron's. It feels like we're linked with Max Aaron's every single summer. As I've said, I don't think Arsenal are going to spend big money on a right back unless uh, they receive something for Hector Bellerin. And at this moment in time, that's looking like it's going to be very, very difficult. Arsenal struggling to sell Hector Bellerin at the moment. He himself has indicated to the club, uh, according to reports, that he wishes to join Inter. But the Nerazzurri are yet to stump up an offer that matches Arsenal's valuation. And so we're in this place where, as I keep saying, I think that Arsenal will look at the right-back position as one that needs addressing, but it will not be at the top of the priority list just yet because we've still got Bellerin, we've still got Chambers, we've still got Cedric, Ainsley Maitland-Nars is still at the club, Ben White can play at right-back. I don't think that that is, is going to be at the top of Arsenal's list now. Will we see Arsenal bring a right-back in further along in the window? Possibly, but right now, 
Uh, as I say, I'm not sure that that is, uh, that is the priority. Uh, let's go back over to the questions. Patrick says, Bisuma or never, Shari? Um, me personally, I quite like Eves Bisuma, but I don't think that Eves Bisuma in Arteta's eyes, uh, fits into what Mikel Arteta wants to do. The reason I kind of have been beating the Ruben Neves drum is because I feel like he fits into what Mikel Arteta's plan and philosophy is that little bit better. And for that reason, I think that Arsenal would lean towards Neves. Look, we've heard a lot more suggesting that Neves is a possibility than what we've heard about Bissouma since this transfer window opened. But look, never say never. Uh, there's lots of business to be done between now and when the windows slam shut at the end of August. And I guess we've just got to be patient and see how it goes. Uh, Stephen Foote says, read my previous chat. Uh, here we go. History tells me that long waits for titles is not new. We waited from the 52-53 season to the 70-71 season, 18 years. And then 70-71 to 88-89, another 18 years. And 2003 uh, to, to, to 2004. So historically, we should win it next season. Who knows? We are the Arsenal. Love the optimism there. I can't see it, mate. But love the optimism. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Uh, Paddy Quinn says, do you see us selling lacquer this summer? We discussed it a little bit earlier on. Um, obviously, Alexander Lacazette is someone who's in a bit of a strange position at the moment. He's in that kind of no man's land in terms of his contract. It does expire at the end of this coming season. Then he would be allowed to walk away from the club on a free transfer. He'd be allowed to sign a pre-contract agreement with a foreign club come January. So now you're in a place as Arsenal Football Club where you've got a way up, as I said a little bit earlier on on the previous podcast. Do you now say whatever we're going to get from him is needed and we need it to reinvest back in the squad? Or do you say, well, actually what we're going to get is probably not going to be significant anyway because of his age, because of his contract situation. And so we should swallow it, maybe offer him a one-year extension to protect his value a little bit and keep him around the club for all the good things that he brings to the squad in terms of his relationship with the young players. I think they all talk very sort of positively, don't they, about the influence Alexander Lacazette has. We've seen him do it week in, week out on the pitch, get the best out of some of these young, flourishing players. Bukayo Saka, for example, Emil Smith-Rowe, Nicola Pepe, and he have formed a really good relationship on the field as well. So, yeah, um, lots, uh, lots to think about on that one. I'm not sure what I would do. I think for me, if I had to make the decision, it would be dependent on what offers were on the table. If somebody comes along and says, we're going to give you seven or eight million pounds for Alexander Lacazette, I would probably hold on to him because I think what he brings you, you know, a player who scored, what, 17 goals last season and, and does all the things I've just mentioned. I think what he brings you is probably more valuable than seven or eight million pounds over the course of the season. But if somebody offers 20 million pounds, then that changes things, doesn't it? If you're talking about 15 to 20 million pounds, all of a sudden that's a chunk of money that you can actually do some damage with in this current market. So that for me is, is the conundrum that Arsenal face. It's totally dependent, as I say, on what offer comes across the table. If the right money's there, you cash in. But if it's not, then I think you look at all the positive things that Alexander Lacazette brings to the team and you got to weigh up whether you need that or you need the money and you make that decision there. Uh, Gianfranco says, which is more likely, Locatelli 
or Madison. I kind of think both are not going to happen and it's pure agent talk. I've got to be honest, I can't see either of them happening. Um, we, we keep talking about Locatelli and we keep talking about the situation uh, involving him. Arsenal obviously hanging around in the background, sort of waiting uh, for the possibility of Juve and Sassuolo's talks to completely break down. But, you know, the player has indicated he wants to go to Juve and Juve normally get what they want in terms of Italian football. So I'm not holding my breath on that one. James Madison uh, is a player that a lot of us like, um, you know, a lot of people are really positive about. I'm not 100% he's worth the 60, 70 million pound that Leicester are going to be reportedly looking for. But also, you know, I don't think that in Arsenal's eyes he's worth that either. And I'm not sure that they'd be stumping up that sort of money for James Madison. I think there are other priorities in that area. I think the club would still rather go and sign Martin Erdegor uh, than James Madison. And whether you agree with that or not is, is kind of irrelevant because that's what the club's stance is by all accounts. And uh, so I don't see Madison as a, as a realistic uh, purchase this summer. I'd be very surprised. I'm not, again, never say never, but I'd be very, very surprised if uh, if Arsenal were to break the bank for James Madison this summer, as well as signing Ben White and doing all the other business that we think they might be doing. Marshall says, what do you think is the best combination of these midfielders that we have or are linked with? Neves, Locatelli, Awala, Conga, Smithrow, Odegaard. Would you switch to a midfield three primarily? Uh, me personally, I wouldn't switch to a midfield three. I think that you can play a 4-2-3-1 in such a way. Well, it, what it should be is it should be fluid during games, right? You should be able to shape shift between 4-2-3-1 and 4-3-3. It's not a difficult shape. Uh, it's, it's two shapes that are, I would say, cousin shapes. They're, they're, you know, they're like related systems, so you can easily shift from one to the other and it shouldn't be that much of a big deal. I think what the two-man pivot has given Arsenal is a lot more defensive stability. It's allowed us to cover the spaces vacated by the fullbacks when they bomb forward. And that was something that Unai Emery never got right. Neither did Arsene Wenger. And now Mikel Arteta, for me, has, has got us to a place where, yeah, there's a lot of work that needs doing and there's a lot of other things that you can say haven't improved. But I do think defensively we're better we're less vulnerable on the transition. The stats and the facts prove that. Whether you want to see it or not is another matter. Uh, but I think that that two-man pivot gives us that. So looking at that, what you've showed us, obviously Partey is going to be one of them. He's there at the club already. Um, I'd like to see Locatelli come because he's, for me, out of those midfielders you're linking us with, he's the best one. But, uh, you know, that might not be a possibility, in which case you're looking at, Ruben Neves, you're looking at Hussein Mawar, one of those two to partner Thomas Partey. And I want to see Emil Smith-Rowe in the number 10 role. Look, I, I'd i like to see us bring in another number 10 because it goes back to the point I made earlier on about not putting too much pressure, not putting too much weight on the shoulders of young players, especially someone like Smith-Rowe who regularly breaks down uh, with injury. I think it's important that you spread the weight uh, around the squad. But yeah, I want to see ESR in the 10 role. I'm not going to call him the Smith. What is that about? Why are people calling Emil Smith Rowe the Smith? Um, I want to see him in the number 10 role and I'd like to see Partey alongside one of uh, one of Nevesh or Awa because I don't think Locatelli is likely. Uh, let's go back over uh, to the comments. Roy Eaton on the Max Aaron's link. He says, do you think the Max Aaron's link is genuine? Honestly, at this stage, I don't. Um, it's a, a rumour that we seem to hear every single summer and I'm getting a bit bored of it. I'm getting a bit fed up of it. I, again, I don't want to go over old points, but I don't think the right back thing is, is the number one priority right now. 
what else have we got? Uh, some of you asking news on Eves Bissouma. There is no news on Eves Bissouma, uh, which would be disappointing to some, but there, there just isn't. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Paddy Quinn asks if there's any news on the ESR contract. Uh, no announcement, but I do think that Emil Smith-Rowe will sign that contract, and I don't think it will be long before uh, we we hear about that and before we um, before we find out exactly uh, what the details of that new deal are and, and we get that announcement. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, I know I know why uh, people call him the Smith Tavares called him. I just I just don't get why people have latched onto it. It's, it's terrible. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Mile High Guna. Interesting question. Is Martinelli due for a number change? And what should it be? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Martinelli for me is like a number 11. Yeah. I think he's a number 11 in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would like to see him take the number 11 role. Martin Odegaard had that, didn't he last season? So it must be up for grabs. Yeah. I'd like to see him have it, but of course, Arsenal have got to bring someone in, uh, this summer in that advanced midfield position, or we think they might be trying to at least, uh, and maybe they're not ready to give up that number yet. But yeah, that's what I'd give him, number 11. I think that probably suits him best. Right. Uh, I think we are going to leave it there. Um, again, just a quick recap. Welcome to Arsenal, Albert Sambi Lakonga. He's a gunner. He will be part of the team uh, moving forward. There's already pictures emerging uh, on the club's um, Twitter page, which I'll just share with those of you watching us on the video platforms. Don't worry if you're listening by the audio. Uh, you can go and check it out as well. But Arsenal already uh, tweeting a picture of Albert Laconga on the training ground. Straight into the mix is the caption. So he is training with his squad. And if you can see in the background, you can see Nuno Tavares uh, there. And they've got the same bloody hairstyle. That's going to get confusing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but welcome, as always, uh, Albert Sambi Laconga. Welcome to the club. We're delighted to have you. Look forward to seeing what you can do in an Arsenal shirt, watching your journey, watching you develop. And uh, I think Arsenal are on the right track in terms of their recruitment strategy. But now, or well, not now because it's not done yet. But once we do complete our summer business, all focus turns into making that work on the pitch, translating that into improved form. If we can be in the form that we were in the second half of last season, throughout the course of next season's campaign, or at least for three quarters of it, we stand in a very good position and we stand a very good chance of nicking one of those Champions League spots and getting ourselves back into the big time, back where Arsenal Football Club belong. I will catch you all very, very soon. Until next time, take care of yourselves and stay safe. All the best. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening.